Hello listeners, Shadow of the Demon Lord is a grimdark horror game, and as such we'll deal with intense horror material. This is not intended for all listeners, and listener discretion is advised. Thank you. Welcome to a Paradise Lost podcasting channel. My name is Christina, and I will be your editor for this tale. The storyteller for this campaign is Tyler, who is also a player in our current Exalted vs. World of Darkness game, run by Brendan. In this episode, the group meets up with one another, we learn Marshall has fingernails, and they get ready for their first mission since everything happened. I will say that it'll be a little more calm this go-around, we need that now and again to ramp up for the next big encounter. So strap in for Shadow of the Demon Lord, A Fading Light, Episode 4, Making Preparations. The town of Brandle has went through some changes in the past couple months since that darkening. It's been about probably five months since the events of uh, that fateful night that you all remember, and there's been some changes. The darkness has had a tendency to bring either the best or the worst out of people around town. People have either risen to the occasion and uh, held strong with their brethren against the darkness, or uh, succumbed to a deep, profound sadness, and sometimes even madness. There are stories of villages over parents leaving their children to die, children killing their parents for food. Awful atrocities, but there's also tales of hope and uh, people shining in the dark. Even in your own town. Joke's on you, Demon Lord. I was depressed before you started this bullshit. The town guard have established uh, a sort of watch around the perimeter of the town in perpetual darkness and dreary gray that seems to permeate the land now. The woods are a lot less explored now since the loss of uh, Audrin and Ilabeth. The town doesn't really have a woodsman anymore. And the four of you have, uh, through various means, adapted to life here. Greg, drunk, or as he goes by now, the Traveler, has uh, noticed that his, his days of Revelry and drink have started to feel a bit different. There's more meaning behind what you do, and you haven't you can't help but notice there's been a sort of power welling within you. Through some experimentation of your own, you've uh, deduced a few things, but every day is a new journey. Nosek, having seen the horrors of the night before, have kind of doubled down your resolve and your mission and uh, the faith you have in your ancestors, and you've done some study of your own. Involving your your people's faith. Mr. Shredham, I am going to assume that you've uh, kind of doubled down on your solidarity and spent a lot of time training by yourself in isolation to try to, like, help strengthen your resolve for the dark days to come. Well, they chase women. I've mastered and, the blood. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, uh, Pluck... It's it's a bit odd that you stuck around, 
Um, you've done a lot of rambling. A lot of moving from place to place. What keeps you here is is rather up to you, but you feel a sort of connection to these people. And uh, these few months have flown by. You've gotten to know some people, played some music, sung some songs, caused some mischief. At any rate, it is... Well, Dawn is using a bit of an incorrect term. It is a new day. Although you couldn't say that the new day is dawning. It is once again very bleak and dreary and cold, as it has been for the past five months, six months. It's a rainy day in Brandle. You all wake up, probably not even expecting to see the light anymore, probably just getting used to the blackness. People around town are starting to begrudgingly rise and go about whatever meager duties they have. Um, whether that's defending the town, trying to drag some fishes from the water, um, go about their daily duties. Apart from that, you guys know that Mayor Jacoby Waycrest has often had jobs for people. He's often helped organize the town, trying to unionize the efforts. Um, so you know you can probably find some work there. Uh, other than that, uh, what you do is up to you. Would anyone uh, like to start? I can go first. Uh, Nosak would, uh, he kind of wakes up, look is up, but this guy is still, still wondering what is causing all this as he, uh, exits his room and, uh, as starts the mayor to find work. Okay, uh, do you go by yourself, or do you try to, um, meet up with the others you've kind of found a connection with these past couple months? I do go and look for uh, uh, Marshall and the Traveler. Okay, um, firstly, uh, how early do you wake up? Probably about 9 a.m. Bustling isn't really an adequate descriptor, but people are starting to wake up around town. Um, I'm going to assume that you would be... Uh, would you still be rooming at the Spider's Crawl? Yeah, I got nowhere else to sleep currently. Okay, okay. As you wake up and uh, take in your familiar surroundings at this point, you see the same eclectic design, the same odd architecture that Blanc insists on. Um, Blanc has stayed about the same throughout this whole process. If anything, maybe a, a titch more eclectic, eccentric. He has a bit less inhibitions, uh, more passionate about his work. But you wake up just fine. Um, and you can head on out, uh, or do you do anything before you leave? Uh, I do go and get my breakfast since it's included with the tavern bill, so. Uh, at this point, you don't even have to order. The large orc behind the tavern brings out a fresh meal for you. It's nothing too spectacular. Probably some damp root vegetables, um, cleaning up the cellar. Growing crops hasn't been terribly easy since, you know, the sun's up shining. Maybe some cold salted fish, some bread, stuff like that. Uh, kind of just, he, he looks down and goes, uh, uh, the breakfast of champions, hey, again? I mean, it's not the best breakfast you've ever had for sure, but it is a very least filling. He, uh, eats up his breakfast, kind of just 
take note of anyone in the tavern that I'm guessing this this place is probably cleared out most days. It's not uncommon to see Barnes in the tavern this early, but he is not there. Um, there is another man who you have seen in the tavern more so lately than not. Uh, you don't know his name, but he has uh, kind of oily, blonde, brown hair pulled back. He wears a, a disheveled uh, vest and uh, coat, and he's just sitting there drinking by himself. He seems rather to himself now, though. Other than that, Bonk is behind the counter, buzzing about, doing his business, muttering about the lack of supplies. But other than that, there's not really anyone in there. He eats his breakfast, taking note of the man, and uh, kind of leaves and goes to see if he can find a traveler in the hobbit hole, I guess you would call it. Also keep an eye out for uh, Sternum while he's out there. <laughs> yes, you keep an eye out for your buddy Sternum. You go and try to find your buddy Traveler. Where are you sleeping nowadays? Well, I imagine that uh, with everything going on, he has probably made a little bit better uh, uh, better life for himself. He's actually doing jobs and not just begging for money. You know, the, the apocalypse tends to bring out the best in people sometimes. The best or the worst, totally. Also, he's suddenly gotten uh, much smarter, as I did uh, with my level up to uh, level one magician pick up a rank in academic magic. Ooh! So I imagine they got you learned and did. Yeah, I got I got my warn and did. Um, so I imagine that he does tend to hang out, I guess, around where the books of uh, the mystic arts could be found. All right. The town doesn't really have a library. But Slick, over at the Happenstance, uh, has no small amount of books. Then I probably spend most of my time over at the Happenstance, either bartering, like, uh, I guess, uh, odd jobs to see if I can get some time to, like, read the books, like, kind of, like, lend them out if I, like, I don't know, like, clean your outhouse for you or whatever. Yeah, uh, we can do some odds and odds and ends here and there for Slick. And they don't really mind if you, uh, you know, bruise the lavender, so to speak, look at the books that are available. Yeah, so that's more or less uh, what that I, I am doing with my time. And I tend to uh, get up uh, fairly early because, you know, that, that's just kind of what you have to do as a, as a bum. And also because um, time, time is so hard and now a complete illusion without a sun. Yeah. Uh, the sun do be like that, don't it? Um, and also on top of that, he, he does tend to have a, uh, he does happen to, um, stick to, the traveler tends to stick to, like, shadowy corners of, uh, the happenstance. Like, sure, like he's more, sure. like, he's more comfortable there. Yeah, maybe like a, a nice, like, cozy corner that's not very spacious and doesn't catch so much light good reading nook yeah very well well then uh mr nosak or you uh, after looking around for a little bit you walk into the happenstance and uh you see the traveler stooped over in the corner flipping through a book on uh what is your book about today brenda 
The book that he is reading today is about enchantment magic. There you go. The book is titled Pulling the Wool, and it's a book on beginner enchanting magic. Uh, Nizek kind of uh, looks about, sees him reading the book. Uh, uh, question, does your character still look human, or does he look kind of like that? Kind of looks like a changeling. He tends to keep his uh, human facade going, though... I want to make, uh, I want to butt in here and mention that uh, looking like a changeling isn't really a thing. Uh, changelings, unless under the effect of some magic negativity or something, or exposed to iron, look like humans uh, with a few like minor appearance changes. They do not willingly look like changelings most of the time, like the golem selves. Ah, gotcha. Nosek like, kind of saunters up, I guess, and uh. So, learning, learning yourself a bit of magic, eh? Well, yeah, now I'm always learning a bit of magic. Gotta gotta do what we can now, you know? Aye, that we must. Have you seen uh, Sturdum around? I want to see if the mayor has any uh, jobs we can all do. Well, I'm sure that he's out uh, swinging whatever weapon that he's trying to learn now. Uh, have you seen the, uh, the, little go- the little goblin fella? Goblin fella? Yeah, uh, Pluck, I think their name was. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I assume, uh, at, at a character, I assume that we, uh, have all met by now, and, like, we all actually know Pluck, even though that we did not... It's, you all know Pluck is around, and she's been helping out. Oh, uh, Pluck, no, I haven't seen Pluck around. I was hoping to gather everyone up, see if there's anything else we could do for a town. And all I was just kind of bored, and... Trying to fill my day with something before I get tired and go to bed again. Yeah, you do find yourself getting tired much easier in this. It's like perpetually a rainy day. Like how the rain makes you dreary and tired. Every day is like that. You have to kind of always fight against it. Yeah, um, if you want to... Do you want to go find Shredham and I'll find Pluck? Or you go find Pluck and I'll find Shredham? Uh, either one, either one's good for me. Uh, I think I could probably find Shredham a bit easier than Plug, considering it's easier to spot a clockwork than it is a goblin. Hey, what then? Uh, I'll go try and find uh, Pluck, um, and you go find Shredham, and then we'll meet up at uh, Jacoby's uh, place to get a job in, uh, let's say, an hour-ish. Sounds good to me. I'll meet you in an hour. And with uh, that, he exits the uh, half a stance and goes into the woods to look for uh, Shredham. You know that Shredham doesn't normally stay in town. He normally resides in the woods outside of town. But you're not quite sure where he is. He kind of moves about. Not quite... Uh, something akin to a garden, perhaps, but not really... Like, he's not doing it on purpose. He just happens to be between the town and stuff that could be infiltrating the town. Um, so as you leave, can you roll me a perception roll, please? Uh, my perception is an 11, so I had a plus one to that, right? That's correct. That would be a, uh, 19. Nice, nice. Cody. Ease. You sit and wait, waiting for someone to fall into your ambush. And suddenly, in the distance, you see a figure approaching. You're not quite sure who it is but they're coming right towards you. 
Your position's compromised. What do you do? I would like to pretty much duck into my hermit hole using my uh, hermit and outlaw profession to make sure it's covered up and stealth as much as possible and let the traps that I have set around my home base do the rest for me. Okay, make me a stealth roll, please. Uh, go ahead and give me one boon on that, since you have Hermit and uh, Outlaw. And stealth is agility? Correct. 20. Ooh, that's pretty good. Mr. Nosack, uh, as you plod through the woods, uh, you see no small amount of, like, small game to medium game traps. Uh, a couple nooses tied around trees. Uh, and, like Snares. Snares is the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Snares tied around trees. Maybe a couple pitfall traps. Generally, like, harrying traps that aren't gonna, like, insta-kill anything that walks into them, but may, like, slow or impede progress. Um, but you do see these and avoid them. Uh, but roll me one more perception check, please. Wow! Alright, uh... It is... <laughs> it is very subtle. But, uh... Out of the corner of your eye, you see... Uh, it's very easy to miss this... Well, very well-dug hidey hole. And you see figures rustle as you, uh... As something, like, farther into the hole. Mr. Shreddam, this figure seems to expertly bypass your carefully laid traps and continues to approach your position. Uh, Stratum, is that you out here with all these traps? I'm guessing it is. I am the spirit of the trees. You're a clockwork giant. We need your help. I think he's the same size as you are, actually. Nah, I mean, size is relative. Not giant, but he's over six foot. You're, you're, you're all size one. But yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I suppose it cannot be helped. Someone else will have to be the warden of this forest while I am away. Very well. I will set my traps and join you in town. Like uh, to, like, double-check my traps to make sure that, you know, the forest that defends itself is well defended. So you check all your traps before you go? Yeah. Alright, uh, roll me a d20, please. Oof. Oof. You check a trap right on the edge of your perimeter, and it seems to have been tampered with. Like, it caught something, and but then it looked like the something gnawed through the rope. Joe, you want to go ahead and make me a perception check since you're- I'm assuming you're helping him check his traps? Oof. <laughs> okay. It was uh, loving us. Alright, that's still like, barely ten. Out of the corner of your eye, Mr. Nosekorax, you see a figure flying towards you, having hopped from a tree. I grab my dagger and try to throw it at the figure flying towards me. Uh, what is your defense? A ten. Oh, a chittering, weird, rabid-looking goblin flies through the air towards you, dagger raised high, jabs at your beard. But it misses and it rolls to the ground. It's chittering angrily as it rattles around a jar of what seems to be humanoid 
fingernails? The jar is alarmingly full, like over three quarters of the way full mason jar of just fingernails. It's speaking not any language, it's just speaking gibberish. It's like chittering. And it looks uh, clearly out of its mind. Uh, it advances towards you menacingly. I grab my uh, staff and uh, put my dagger away and I grab my staff. Alright, well, try to put this thing out of his misery and try to whack it upside the head with my staff. Before we get to that, we are going to do... Uh, we're officially in combat. Cody, are you participating? You know it. Alright, uh, so what act... How would everyone like to act, fast or slow? Uh, the thing is, in melee range with Joe, and not in melee range with Cody, but almost. I'm going to go fast. I reckon that means I'm doing a slow one since I've got to advance and attack, right? Yeah, unless you want to do some sort of ranged option if you have one. I do not, unless I can throw my dagger. You can, actually. I mean, it's not, not allowed, but you'll probably be more effective just hitting him with it in melee. Oh, it is a short-range thrown weapon. Yeah, I'll, I'll still stick to slow and uh, come in with my uh, staff when the time's right. Alrighty, so jo uh, Joe, go ahead and uh, take your action. D20 plus my strength. If you're using a melee weapon, yep. Alrighty. Ooh, good hit. Uh, go ahead and make me a damage roll. It hates me and loves me at the same time. And what weapon are you attacking with? Uh, my staff. Okay, you uh, bring a swift chop down to the goblin's side, and it kind of, like, winces in pain as it grasps its side from the hit, but just kind of, like, makes it some angry Donny Thornberry noises at you, and uh, advances menacingly. Uh, it's going to go in fast also, and is going to try to uh, stab you with a dagger. Oh, uh, what is your staff made of, by the way, Joe? Uh, just wood. Okay. Nope, I managed to dodge that one. I didn't put it in his decks. So that's actually a that's actually a hit. Your your difference is ten, oh, right? Oh, yeah, ten. Yeah, he has he has a plus three for de for uh, decks. Oof. But it's not super bad. Okay, he uh, kind of like slides in there in like a little tiny knife fighter pose and jabs you in the thigh. It stings a little bit, but it's not super bad. Take two damage. Ah, but my ancestors' beard. I'm gonna get to me. Well, you're not a soldier. It's understandable. <laughs> it kind of, like, does that oh, some weird chittery laughter. And, uh, Cody, it is your go. I'm gonna walk up to it. Kind of squat with my, uh, with my staff ready. Be like, are you just misunderstood? Because you understand my speaking. Dridum killed the thing. I'm gonna turned in Nosek. You are not my commander, nor am I a murderer. Oh, yes to both, but it's clearly out of his mind and affected by the darkness. Instead of attacking, I'm going to reach a hand out to it slowly. Okay, do you do anything with that or just reach a robotic hand out? Just like, slowly, non-confrontationally, while I'm reaching out, be like, if you can understand, okay. can I help you? I'll take that into account. Top of the round, how would you all like to act? I'm going fast again. I'll take a slow action. 
Excellent. Alright. Joe, it is your go. This thing is looking perplexed at this clockwork's hand extending towards him. He ain't got no fingernails. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my head, kid. <laughs> I, uh... Take the uh, opportunity while I was perplexed by that hand outreaching towards him. Try to whip my staff up across his head again. Okay, make me that attack roll. Nope, that is a miss. And actually, as you swing wide and this goblin ducks underneath it, it kind of springs back as it comes back up from the duck and bounces back about a good 10 feet away from you to the other side of uh, Sredom. Is this thing really trying to have you protect it? Are, are you saying that it is capable of reason and not just filled with madness? Okay, maybe you're right on this one. I was wrong, Stratum. But we still need to prove if it's capable of bringing it back from the brink of madness. You can right. prove that if you kill it. So it's fast. trying to kill it. It's fast action. Uh, it kind of like reaches a weird goblin-y, spindly, gross hand out towards Stratum's uh, extended hand. So, buddy, uh, do you have fingernails? You know, I'm ornate, so I probably have things that look like fingernails. Yeah, they're probably really shiny and made from a precious metal that's not terribly strong, huh? Probs. Alright, what's your, what's your defense? Thirteen. Okay. <laughs> You're more takey than me. Oh no. So it kind of like reaches a hand out and what a. It's like a, a, a look of someone in awe and grabs your hand gingerly. And then that ginger touch instantly goes to like prying hands trying to rip your fingernail off. But it cannot get it. He's struggling real hard and like hops onto your arm to try to like pull your fingernail off, but he cannot. But it is very clear he's being aggressive towards you. <laughs> Okay, it looks like you we both were wrong, then. In that case, since he's on my hand, can I punch him into a tree? <laughs> uh, yeah, buddy. Tell you what, I'll give you that attack roll with a boon, because that's funny. Okay. Oof. So, seven. <sighs> you know, normally no, but he is on your hand. And very distracted by your hand. So I'm going to go ahead and say sure. It's less punching him and more using him as a club while I punch the tree. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead and give me a d6 plus one. What's your strength? Uh, ten. Yeah, just a d6 then. Ooh. You, you smack him real hard. You, you give a good solid jab to that tree and it like caves his little face in. He is still alive, but uh, his, his, his jaw is certainly broken. He's, he's, like, trying to keep standing after falling off of your hand. And is very clearly very, very badly wounded. Will you continue to try to steal my fingernails, little one? Uh, he looks like he tries to respond, but appears to be choking on his own teeth. I don't think he can respond, Stratum. It's a shame. If only I had known my own strength. We could have avoided this. Top of the round. I could heal him, Stratum, but I don't trust him. He tried to steal your, I'm guessing, fingernails. I'm not even going to make you roll. This guy looks pretty pissy. He looks very upset that every bone in his face is broken. 
I mean, I would be too. I'm just gonna pull my right, dagger out and finish him. Okay. Go ahead and roll me an attack roll, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'm not even gonna make you roll damage. Uh, how you wanna do this? So, I'm going to, uh, just with dagger in hand, flip it out and pretty much grab the, uh, goblin by its hair, lift it over me, and then cut its throat so that, you know, I can shower in its rations. What a very rational decision. Uh, Looks like a yeah, yeah, and, and a pretty, uh, and a pretty harsh contrast to his previously peaceful suggestion. Uh, this robot man grabs this goblin by his ratty, oily hair, lifts him up, and slashes his jugular, spraying him in crimson blood. It could not have been helped. I shall reflect on this. He bleeds out very quickly. Why'd you have to shower in its blood? I do not ask why you do not shave your beard. How dare you suggest such a horrendous idea. You can also tell, uh, Nosek, that he's covered in, like, moss and dirt and, like, grime, and he lives in the woods. Probably not terribly concerned about much of that. <laughs> we need to get you cleaned up one of these days, but we're, we're, we're gonna be late to meet Pluck and Traveler over at the mayor's office. Yes, after we meet them. I can go to the blacksmith to get cleaned up, and we can see about getting you a shave. No. I will uh, sooner strike you down than allow you to shave my beard. Alright, do you, uh... What do you guys do with the little goblin you just killed? I kinda just leave him there. I'm gonna field dress him. Put the primal bits in jars to preserve. <laughs> okay. Um... Make me a, a with willpower roll, I guess. Actually, just make me a flat d20 roll to field dress this humanoid. Yeah, you pull his little intestines out and put him in a jar. <laughs> you carry him with you for safekeeping. <laughs> well, I mean, the intestines can be used to make, like, bowstring and bullshit. Waste not, what not. I, I, I don't know if... I, I don't think you could... I, I'm, I'm no doctor. But I don't know if you could use human intestine to make a bowstring. If you can do it with deer. He has a point. You know, uh, sure, you keep his guts for something. Do you, uh, do you take his things while you're, uh, disemboweling him? Yeah, I'm pretty, sh pretty much just making no trace of this thing anymore. Like, it's gonna okay, look like yeah. jars of meat and stuff that I've been saving from some other animal. That I look yeah. Keep him um, on him, you find a uh, on him. You find a goblin-sized. Actually, goblins aren't terribly small most of the time. They're like half to one. So you find a set of soft leather armor. You find a dagger, a pristine jar of fingernails, and five bits. Good. The commander will enjoy these. There's and, uh, something off in your circuitry. I swear. If only you knew how Clockworks worked. Anyway, uh, the rest of your traps are pretty untampered with, and the path is clear back to town. I just head off while he's field dressing and just meet me at the mayor's office. If you say so. Alright, uh, we're actually going to slide on over to focus on the Traveler for a second as he looks for uh, Pluck. 
Christina, what do you think uh, Puck would have been getting into during her time here in town? Where would she be normally found? I imagine you guys have met Pluck because she came back to town after dipping out of the demon house when things hit the fan. I assume you didn't leave town. Kind of settled in around town after that event. Not sure where you would uh, where you would reside. Anything is kind of open, uh, within reason. I mean, I don't know where she would stay. Because, I mean, she can kind of just stay wherever, I guess. The Spire's Crawl is always a, an okay option. Bonk always has rooms open. Could I stay there and kind of, like, help him around? Absolutely. Maybe, Bonk. like, do some music for entertainment as payment? Yeah, Bonk always has odds and ends and he wants done. So, uh, yeah, we'll say you, you do some odd jobs here and there, and that uh, kind of covers your lodging. Cool, that'll work for me. Brendan, you back? Yes, I have been back for a little bit. You know that Pluck is often seen doing some odds and ends for Bonk, and can probably be found in and around the Spire's Craw. Okay, then I guess that I'm going across the street from... Uh... Fr- from the from, the from happenstance, Split. yeah, from the happenstance to the spider's crawl. Sure, yeah. You open the door, and uh, it leads to what seems to be a closet with another door attached. This is new. You open the second door, and now you're actually in the bar. Bonk is behind the bar. Um, uh, sure, polishing a glass because that's what every bartender is always doing. Hey there, Bonk. You haven't seen a uh, pluck around uh, today, have you? Yes, yes, the help is in the back. I think she's, uh, I, I don't know, pairing her rubber band or something. Right past that door there. And there's like a door to the side where, uh, like, the help normally goes, you know? All right, then, uh, appreciate it, and I'm gonna, uh, walk towards the door to go, uh, get Pluck. Pluck, what would you like to be doing inside this Paris Crawl? She's probably taking a break or something right now. She's been working all day. Uh, So I imagine she's just in the back eating a sandwich. You walk into the back, and there's a a goblin sitting on a stool. Her long, spindly fingers munching on a sandwich. Oh, hey there, Pluck. Hello, how's it going? Ah, I see that I've uh, disturbed your break, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Well, uh, whenever you're uh, done, uh, me and uh, Nosak and Shredham, we're all going to go over to the mayor's to see if uh, he's got any work to do. Uh, you want to come along? She uh, takes a big swallow of it. Yeah, uh, sure. Sounds good. Uh, I think I'm done. Let me just go ask real quick. And she's just going to hop off the stool, run out, open the door. Hey, can I leave? Am I good for today? Bonk doesn't even, like, uh, look up to, to answer. He kind of just waves you on with, like, his finely manicured goblin hands. Excellent. Yeah, I can go. Sweet. Uh, let's go meet up at uh, Mayor Jacoby's place. Okay. Why are we going there again? Uh, he brings out new jobs in the morning, so we gotta, we gotta get there before everyone else. Right, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, just let me grab my stuff real quick. She just goes over to a table, or underneath the table, and grabs out, um, a bag. She doesn't have her cauldron with her like she usually does. That's in her room. 
All right, then. I guess with an uneventful getting getting my buds so that we can go get get our day worker job, uh, we, we leave to go to the mayor's place. Uh, so, yeah, you guys gather your stuff and head on out from the Spire's Craw. The mayor's office isn't terribly far. I'm assuming you go there and try to meet with your buds, or do you just go in ahead of them? Uh, I believe that we're going to go at, go there and meet up with our buds. Always kind of a sad sight to see uh, the main road of the town. There's way more uh, people without a home than there once was. More people down their luck. People going hungry. Several orphans running around the street that y you know for until very recently had families. The gravedigger for this town certainly has work cut out for him the past couple of months. Uh, as we're walking along, since I still have like half my sandwich, I'm going to be like, psst, hey, and just kind of toss the, the sandwich to the group of orphans. Okay. Hold on one second. Wow. All right. Wow. Um, that's what a pleasant surprise. So one orphan actually picks a sandwich up and breaks it into quarters and hands one quarter to each of his three friends. And they all have some sandwich. Excellent. If that was anything more than that, they were gonna like fight to the death for your sandwich. The natural order of things. I was really hoping it was gonna be like a six, so I could like have a kid brawl in the street, Mortal Kombat. But no, it's actually pretty. Uh, it's actually pretty heartwarming to see such cooperation from people who are so downtrodden. I'm waiting for Christina to go. By the way, the uh, the sandwich was poisoned. No, I don't have anything on Poisoner yet. What uh, what kind of sandwich was it? Just meat, cheese, and me and maybe like a vegetable on it. It's like a ham and cheese sandwich, and they love it. It's ta it's probably the best food they've had in weeks. After that, you guys make it to the mayor's office. Uh, right as you see, no like Orax approaching, and close behind him is the blood-covered, grime-encrusted visage of Stratum Marshall. One second. Because I had a plan for this. The blood oh, okay. Okay, go on. Go on. Uh, before I get into town, I want to uh, use the road dust to cover myself and re-camouflage for, like, a brick-colored city camouflage instead of a forest camouflage, you know, just in case. <laughs> okay. To blend in with the buildings. Alright, so this robot man comes up beep-booping like he came out of a Mad Max film, covered in blood and dirt. But, yeah, he certainly looks not like a robot, man. He's kind of camouflaged. Perfect. Stratum, whoever your designer was, was certainly twisted. Just as the designer who gave you a beard that can easily get caught in cogs of working clockworks. No one questions the designer. The designer has their way. We just follow the design. Pawns to fate. Ancestors, help me. I swear I might kill this clockwork before time's end. You would need your ancestors' help to decommission me, little one. I'm sorry, that broke me. The banter between no second stratum. I'm just saying, you keep you keep calling him crazy. One day he's gonna show you what crazy looks like. Oh, I know. <laughs> are you guys having this conversation as you guys are approaching? Yes. Oh, hey guys, nice to see y'all. Hey, Traveler. Sorry uh, we uh, got held up. No, 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 I can see that. Um, where's Shreddam? 
right next to me. I stare directly at him and through him. I have no idea. I, I can't see this. I look over to Pluck. Pluck, do you see Shroudum anywhere? Nope. His camouflage must be impeccable. I look over, kind of pat my hand against his arm. He's right here, y'all. I assume he makes a clang when you do that. It depends on how thick that uh, mud and blood is caked on. I imagine a decent layer of it. It's like a really weird, resounding kung. Like, it doesn't sound like metal should, but it certainly is metal, you know? He's doing perfectly. Marshal, status report! Commander Pluck, I have requisitioned you a new set of armor. Excellent. When did Pluck become his commander? Are you asking in character or out of character? Yeah, that was in character. Yes, actually, yes is the answer. I would like to know both. Well, the out of character answer is about ten minutes ago when I asked Cody for the lols. <laughs> the in character answer. When we learned we had a common goal. To acquire red. <laughs> acquire rations. So yeah, you get a, a nice, totally not new set of leather armor. There's, like, fingernails woven into bits of it. This guy seemed to really, really like fingernails. But hey, it, it's armor. Leather armor adds one to your AC. I will oh. add that in later, because I can't at the moment. This guy was Bonk's cousin, and that's why Bonk's fingernails are always so well manicured. Anywho, uh, you guys gather yourselves and head in to see uh, Mayor Waycrest. You head into the office, and it is absolutely in a disarray. Since the mayor had to shoot his own secretary in the forehead for being a zombie, Mayor Waycrest has had to do most of his own paperwork. He's not very organized. Uh, he tries his best, but there is piles of odd paperwork here, requisition gear that hasn't been delivered, trash not taken out. General disarray. Uh, you can see the old man. Probably not old. He's like, eh, like in his 50s, 60s. Uh, the old war hero behind his uh, mishmash of a desk rubbing his hair, brushing his hair back with his hand in frustration, tiredly writing while sipping a gigantic cup of coffee. Oh, good. About goddamn time. What took y'all so long? I had to kill a, a crazy goblin in the forest. I was eating a sandwich. I was uh, requisitioning armor. The mayor looks absolutely exhausted. He has been not sleeping well, considering all the things happening to his town. Uh, sir, if I might, um, did, did you need someone to take out the trash? Because I could totally do that for you for a bit. No, a, a trifle. I'll get it later, probably. You anyway, he, he drops a very large stack of paper on his desk that is like the only empty space in his desk. <sighs> Problems are piling up. Gotta get ahead of this. Take your pick. Well, what do we have for an option? Yeah, I'm going to go over and start uh, start looking at our options. As you look at them, he kind of rambles about them. A lot of problems rising up nowadays. Terrace always uses a couple extra bodies doing the border patrol, keeping the perimeter secure, you know. Something about the old town dock, needing an extra set of hands. He hadn't been doing too well as of late after, you know, lost his wife and kid and all. 
I'm hearing, I'm hearing complaints from folks about somebody breaking into their house, even surprises, uh, odd gifts that they think is some curse. What um, kind of surprises? Uh, it's in the report. Something about old Barnes not coming back from his rambling the other day. And, uh, oh, uh, Bonk put in an order for uh, more supplies. Uh, that's all he can tell me. Not very descript. It all needs done. Just take your pick. Do you guys uh, focus on any one of the uh, requisitions as you're looking through? So, like, obviously, I'm going to focus on uh, Barnus not coming back since that's a uh, that that's my buddy. Uh, that and requisition is very simple. It basically says uh, Barnus got drunk and wandered off into the woods. Uh, he hasn't come back in a day. It's not terribly well paying, and it's not terribly high uh, high priority town drunkard just stumbled off. It happens pretty often. I mean, I am into aiding the organics in healing and have had a recent class in living anatomy. That one's about the town doctor having, uh, eating a few extra set of hands. Something about, uh, not, ha- not having his heart in the work. I'm kind of uh, curious about people breaking into other people's houses. Same here. In terms of general pay, unfortunately, Barnes being lost definitely pays the lowest. In fact, there's not even a payment listed. After that, the mysterious break-ins has a, a moderate payout. The Border Patrol is pretty standard. Um, not not It's consistent pay, but it's nothing extraordinary. But that's just a simple... But it's a it's a guard patrol. You do a watch around town. Far and away, the most well-paying one is Bonk's mission for requisitioning supplies. He's funding that one himself. And the town dock mission pays a pretty good amount. Because there's only one doctor in town, and he's pretty important. Well, we could split up and do two and two on each of those. <sighs> I don't like it when Tyler makes excited noises like that. Neither do I. <laughs> well, uh, I do see Barnus is missing. Is that out of the ordinary for you, uh, Traveler? Uh, it's not really out of the ordinary, but, you know, he is my bud, so... I understand. I, I figure uh, we could, uh, I don't know, just kind of keep an eye out for him in case we ever, uh, in case we go out in the forest, you know, like, like we know that he's missing, so like, let's keep an eye out for him, but we don't have to make it, uh, a priority. He tends to wander right back anyway. And likely find him while patrolling the border. We could find him. Yeah, I, we also could do the, uh, supplies mission for, uh, the spider's crawl. Uh, since I believe, what, don't you also stay there too? Question, Brendan. Did you ever tell us about the weird prophecy that Barnes told you? Oh, I most certainly would have. Oh, I should address that. Uh, since that day, Brendan, Barnes insists that he has no idea what you're talking about and almost mocks you whenever you bring it up. He doesn't remember anything about it and, cons- and insists he was just pass out drunk. Lucky him. Well, I'm good for whatever we all decide. Uh, Stratum's gonna look down at Pluck. My sword is yours, Commander. Wherever you order, I am a tool. I will make note that the town patrol is certainly around the perimeter of the town and not really in 
to any new territory. It's kind of just like a keep the defenses up type of deal. Um, the town dock mission is going to be pretty much entirely within the walls of town. As is the uh, mysterious break-ins mission. Doesn't have a location listed for Bonk's stuff. And uh, in terms of Barnus, it's hard to tell where he could have gone. Uh, there are woods surrounding a few miles out of town. There are no small amount of marshes and bogs. And there is also just the coast. So that's a bit of a toss-up as well. We could go for the spy run, and maybe by happenstance we run into Barnus. I'm all for doing the supply run. It'd be good to help Bonk, you know? I like uh, getting some supplies and stuff like that, and, you know, he has to pay me anyways. Happy people for happy bar. Happiness is important. Tradum looks outside, obviously, showing zero emotion. Uh, Pluck just goes up and where it is safe for her to actually touch him, because she's probably learned that by now, she just gives him, like, a reassuring pat. Ting ting! Uh, Traveler, what do you think? Um, I'm down, I'm I'm certainly down for helping out Bonk. He's, uh, he's been a treat to me and and helps me out when he can. Uh, and that would also help us, uh, keep an eye out for Barnas, which I'd really appreciate. Alright, two birds with one stone, then. Uh, the only other thing that I'd say is, uh, does anyone... Well, I suppose we'd have to talk to Bonk, but, uh, I suppose that if we have, if we still have, uh, and then I like air quotes, daylight, maybe we could do some, uh, some research onto this, uh, these break-ins. Maybe, uh, they'd be more noticeable at night or something like that. You know, really, really, uh, really do the the most work at at a stakeout. Sounds fantastic. I'm down for that. Anything to keep me busy during these uh, depressing times. So, uh, well, I I did, I did have a question though. Uh, So, so, Pluck, when is it my turn to be the uh, the commander? Uh, when I feel like it. Okay. Well, you know that that's totally fair. Lorisek just kind of uh, gives a sigh and shakes his head and while uh, rubbing his forehead. Something wrong? Is your head itching? Yeah, something like that. Mutiny is punishable by death. Yeah, so if you really want to be the commander, she just points with her thumb, you know, after Marshall says that. I'm not wanting to be the commander and all this. I'm just wondering how I got by my ancestors' faith. I'm wondering how I got intertwined with such a uh, weird group for myself. Just lucky, I guess. How you got intertwined by a machine crafted by one of your ilk and let loose upon the world to freely roam with no direction at all. I wonder that as well sometimes. <laughs> Always such a shining beacon of light, Sternum. Isn't he, though? It's so refreshing. I want you to know, your name is Sternum in my head for the rest of time. It's just easier to remember. <laughs> that's why I call him Marshall, because I keep wanting to say Stratum, and I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it, but I don't want to say it wrong. Uh, my understanding is it's Sretum. Marshall just sounds more, like, official, and like, like a, a position that he would have. Yeah. 
All right, so I'm hearing uh, Bonk, the Bonk mission. Is that what I'm picking up? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty. Um, so you guys alert Mayor Waycrest that you're going to tackle that one. He's like, good. That little guy's been chomping at the bit, bugging me about this shit. I don't even know what the fuck he needs. His tavern run's fine. But uh, who am I to say? He's funded the entire mission himself. So, good luck with that. Let me know how it goes. Yes, sir. So does the gang take a trip back to the Spider's Craw? They do. So, making your way downtown, walking fast, zombies pass, you're homebound. You go back to the Spider's Craw. It's a pretty uneventful trip, you know, it's like a block away, pretty much. And you enter. You see the little man up on his stool. He's trying to reach something he can't quite reach. And he sees you guys enter. And like, oh... Hello. What can I do for you all today? Pluck just gets real close to him and quietly says, So, uh, I hear you got something you need done? Some supplies? Oh, now you're interested in what I need done, Pluck. Excellent. Finally. Well, I had to rally the troops. Yes, I require materials. Hmm. How to put this delicately? It's hard to find fashionable materials these days, you know. My outfit is going out of style, and I cannot have that. So you're looking for cloth, I'm hearing. That's a way to look at it. Cloth is hard to come by these days. But you know what isn't hard to come by these days? Human flesh? Uh, close, but no. Uh, skin. Dead skin. And it goes bad so quickly. But, I hear, in the woods to the north, there was a big, weird, cold sacrifice thing that a couple lunatics did. And they're freshly dead. Go there, flay them, and roll their skins up into sacks, and bring them back to me. You'll be paid. I'm second-guessing second this mission now. I will acquire your rations. Sounds like a plan! Are we sure we want to help the man get skin? Skin is just leather before it's tanned. Plus, cult sacrifice? Like, I have to check that out. I guess you're both right. Even if we weren't doing this for uh, what Bonk wanted exactly, you know, taking out a cult of some kind, like, that, that is good, good work. Yeah, because you never know. The cult might try and sneak in here. For all we know, they're the people that are leaving things in other people's houses. They're trying to prep. They're trying to infiltrate and take over. And it's not like I'm killing them. I'm not a murderer. That's ridiculous. That'd be crazy. I'm just a guy who makes leather out of human skin and turns it into very fancy goblin-sized clothing because no one will sell me proper clothing. It's surprisingly hard to find stuff our size. I got pretty lucky. Look what, uh, look what Marshall uh, found me. And she just kind of, like, displays her awesome new leather armor. A bit gaudy, but I suppose it does the job. Not everyone can have such exquisite fashion sense like I I make do with what I have. Ness, like, kind of just starts rubbing the bridge of his nose. If they are cultists, uh, well, it's not whatnot, I guess. All they'll be doing is rotting out there anyway. You know, I didn't. This isn't my fault. Whose fault it is? Humanity. 
I just want nice things. No, let me have them. I have to make them myself. Because we're discriminated against. I just wanted a coat. Just wanted to survive winter. No one would help me, so I had to make do. All right. Well, I'm on board. If everyone else still is. Excellent, excellent. I expect you back as quick as possible. Don't dawdle now. I'm paying you for this, you know. Speaking of which, how much are you paying us? That will be determined when you return and the quality of material that you bring me. How much do you need? Is there, like, an amount you'd be really happy with? If we can get more than that, you know, you'll be even happier. I can never have enough. That's fair. That's how I feel about bones. So I understand. I'll be quite honest with y'all. That is, uh, kind of disturbing. Yes, it very much is disturbing. Like, uh, like the sun has gone out. I have seen fathers kill their own daughters and refuse to acknowledge that. I saw a child beat her brother to death with a rock for half a piece of bread yesterday. This is disturbing to you. I imagine it's bread that plucked through. I totally was going to have it you, be that. You yeah, know... It pays well and well. If we're going to try to figure out what's going on here, we're probably going to need better weapons and armor. I imagine you want some uh, more books to study your magic, Traveler. I mean, Slick just lets me, you know, re- read the books that he got for, for taking out the trash and stuff. Slick's good people. We do not want the bodies to spoil. There's nothing worse to the human nostrils than rotten flesh. Waste not not... Wait, what's that saying? Uh, Waste not what not. Yeah, that sounds right. Are you sure? I always thought it was... Uh, not, not that. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Reduce, reuse, recycle? I think it was actually reduce, reuse, reanimate. That's what I heard. That's the one. Yeah, uh-huh. I think I that one, too. Pretty, pretty nifty. I'm not great on the reanimate part, but I can do the other two. Anyways, I have work to get back to. Uh, good, good luck, I guess. Uh, but not really. Wait, actually, I do have a question. Um, have all of your coats, even before all this bullshit happened, been made of the same material? Be more human skin? No. What I really, whatever I can find. Uh, this is just uh, supply and demand, you understand. With our woodsmen dead and uh, everyone else also dead, it's just I'm making do with what I can. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, then... Uh, okay, yeah, that sounds fine. That sounds, that sounds more than fine. Also, did you know that your door opened up into a closet earlier? Weird, right? Isn't it so cutting edge? I love it. Oh yeah, well, uh, just be careful. Like, I, I don't want you to cut yourself on that edge. Both of me he tells me he already has. You don't need to know what he does when people aren't around. That's his business. You should not be so rude to our employer, Nosek. Now we know why you lost your ex. What ex? Exactly. Well, I mean... If he lost an axe, wouldn't his name be No Axe? Yeah, I thought he lost his sack, because it's No Sack. What are you three talking about? 
Yeah, so that now he's no axe or snack. To the woods of the north. So you guys head on out from the spider's crawl? Do you have any uh, shops or stops to make on your way out of town? Any last minute preparations? Anything you need to grab? Any people you want to talk to before you go? Uh, before we go, I do fill my water skin up with some water. Yeah, you get some water from the well. It probably doesn't have sepsis. It certainly has a color to it, though. That's not what water normally looks like. Bit of a metallic taste to it. Yeah, it's got like a pleasant rust color. It's probably just a clay from the ground. Probably. Ugh. Yeah, you're a dwarf. You'll be fine. Plus, everyone drinks it, and they're they're totally healthy, right? I mean, I do have half poison damage. Yeah. Ha! Imagine needing to drink. Well, that's the only thing I wanted to do. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else that I need to do. Don't want to spend your uh, your highball amount of three copper. Uh, no, I think I got everything that I really need. Random provisions. If you have anything you want to prepare for, but if not, then that's fine. You know what? How about this? With this fly, I'm gonna look through my cauldron of bones that I've been gathering because I am a gatherer now. That is my profession, and pull out some of the the sharper bones that I probably filed down. I'm gonna take a little bag of those with me, because I'm not gonna take my whole cauldron. Uh, that way I can throw sharp objects at people. Tell you what, first of all, roll me a, uh, a d20 roll with a bone. Okay, now roll me a d6. Okay, uh, you find two good rib bones that aren't too terribly brittle or rotten, and you can chuck those like you would chuck a dagger. Cute. You have two. They will probably br- they'll probably break if you throw and hit something with them, but you do have two serviceable throwing rib bones. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else have anything? So for dagger damage, is it just like a d6? No, just one d3. Gross, but okay. That's why I've been sticking to my uh, staff mostly, is one d6 plus one. You're a rogue, though. You get damage out the ass at level one. You're all right. This is hilarious. So whilst going through the book, I came across a section for, like, uh, modifiers for your game. And there is a modifier called Black Sun that is exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) And I'm just now finding it. Amazing. Alrighty. So as you guys trudge out of town, feet sinking into the mire that is that once was a plane around town, you guys head off towards the forest. Hi everyone, Christina here with all the logistics for this episode. We would like to give a big thanks to the musical talents of Kevin McLeod, as well as Raphael Crux for our opening, Asking Questions, and Alexander Nakarada for his ending song, Behind the Sword. All three contributed to the music heard throughout this episode. If you liked what you heard, please look them up, and also feel free to give us a like, a follow, or a good review. It goes a long way with helping us get out to more listeners, and we always appreciate the feedback. Speaking of feedback, if you'd like to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at aparadiselost, or send any questions into aparadiselost at gmail.com. It's been a few months since the group dealt with the weird of that fateful day. Things have gone to a, I guess, a new normal. Only time will tell if anything can actually be done about the issue. 
So, please stick around and hold tight until the next episode of Shadow of the Demon Lord. And as always, please take a boon to your survival. Until next time.